Hi everyone, I'm Chelsea Brown, and welcome to the Millie Podcast. The more I talk with people, the more I'm hearing the same thing. We're all looking for more meaning and more substance. People want to get away from the scripted reality and get to the heart of each person's story. This podcast is for women who want to rip up the script and explore new ideas, places, and possibilities. Every two weeks, I'll be talking with an inspiring and inspired woman who is creating impact in her community. And more importantly, a woman who can teach us to be ourselves, go after our dreams, and write our own story. I can't wait to share this journey with you. It's time to see the world in a different way. My guest today is Karina V, a founding trainer at Barry's and co-founder of Fit Escapes, an adventure and retreat travel company. Karina is a celebrity trainer, training women like Jessica Chastain, nutritionist, yogi, and wellness warrior. Her mission is to help busy people find a balanced approach to health. It's so much more than just vanity and how you look. You know, it's about your life longevity. It's about your gut health. It's about your energy. It's about your sleep. All the different aspects of how to live a healthy life, which is not just working out. Fitness has always played a large role in Karina's life, but through her own experiences, she started to understand how mindset around food, exercise, and mindfulness can affect anxiety and self-image. I ended up taking a month trip to Thailand, Bali, and Cambodia. So I took all my savings and I went to Bali for a month to do a yoga teacher training. Because of this, she started to adopt a more conscientious and compassionate approach to exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness and wanted to share it with others. There are so many amazing things on the market right now that are healthy and taste delicious. If you want a pizza, there's like this incredible cauliflower crust margarita pizza. And I think the best way to navigate that is not to have the unhealthy things at home and swapping them with the healthier options. Watching her clients struggle physically, mentally, and emotionally to fit themselves into a single definition of a healthy lifestyle, she was driven to find a new, energizing, and achievable way to integrate a balanced approach for people on the move. So what I did with my clients is I was their accountability buddy. For, Let's take a Zoom class together. Let's do a YouTube workout together. I would ask about their meals and how they ate. So it really helped them to stay on track. I think having that person to motivate you really helps. Karina is a woman who believes in the importance of consistency, accountability, and confidence, and creating her own definition of okay. But she energizes and creates a feeling of ease all at the same time. I am so excited to welcome Karina V. Thank you so much for joining me. This is so exciting. Thank you for having me. You actually have a really, really nice voice for this. It's very soothing. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That's such yeah. a compliment. I, I think we're self-conscious of ourselves. Of course. But you have a very sexy voice. I've never talked to you without <laughs> seeing you. And I'm envious of you. I am not at all a workout junkie. Okay. Okay? You know, working out is a struggle and you make it look so fun and you make it fun as a trainer, a nutritionist, and a yogi. So how did you get started on this journey? You know, when did you know that this was going to be your career? So I grew up, um, my mom put me in dance and gymnastics, and I excelled in um, sports in high school and in uh, elementary school. I was like the lead in my basketball team. Wow. I really, I was on the cheerleading team. I, well, I danced for many years. So being active was a part of my life since I was like five years old. 
And um, when I finished high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. And I know I, I wanted to do something where I wanted to help people. I wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. So I signed up to be a nurse and I took half a semester and I was having doubts the whole mm-hmm. time. I was just, something was off. I was like, I don't know if I want to spend my life in a hospital. I don't know if this is it. And I left that and I was just for like a year, I was jumping from jobs to jobs. I was bartending. I was, you know, was just trying to figure it out. And my parents were kind of like, you need to figure this out. You know, you're you're in your early 20s and you can't just be a bartender forever. I know it's fun at this like phase of your life, but you got to do something. And my mom, she was like, well, why don't you go into, you know, maybe become a paralegal or something within the law firm? Because I think that would really help my business because I need to have a notary public to help her oh, okay. with like some like document stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. I didn't seem really confident in that decision, but I had to do something, you know, I had the pressure to take that path. And I went to school for three years for paralegal wow. court tribunal studies. Wow. So if I ever find myself in hot water, I'm coming to you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. So I ended up, ended up, you know, graduating and I started to work and I got a placement at a law firm and then I wow. ended up getting a job there and I was working there and I'm working for my mom. And oh my God. I had the most anxiety in my life. I, I almost like reached a point of like depression. My anxiety was really bad. Wow. And what helped me get through that was I ended up finding a yoga studio near my house in a hot yoga studio. And I was doing hot yoga every single day. I became obsessed with it. And to me, I was like, you know what? I think what was missing from my life was the movement that I did since I was a kid. And then I just stopped because I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't really doing anything. And like, was that 10 years ago now? Fitness wasn't as popular. You know, you go to the gym and there was just the the dudes working out, you know, lifting weights and there was no YouTube workouts and I didn't know what to do. So anyways, I, I turned to yoga and that really helped me get through my, my feeling of wow. anxiety. And then um, I got a gym membership and I started to teach myself how to like lift and strength train. And then all my friends were like, can you teach me? Can we work out together? Can you hold classes? So I was holding classes for my friends and working out with them. And they're like, you should do this like for your full time job. And I was like, no way. So I ended up taking a month trip to Thailand, Bali, and Cambodia, and I just had this urge to do yoga teacher training in Bali. I just fell in love with Bali. So I took all my savings, and I ended up taking a leave of absence from work, and I went to Bali for a month to do a yoga teacher training. People listening are going to be like, oh my God, this needs to be me post-COVID, because how extraordinary is this? This is like your eat, pray, love experience. You know? yeah. It's like amazing, your Elizabeth Gilbert moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, when I did my yoga training, I came back and I applied to teach at a few places. I had no connections. I didn't know anybody in the fitness industry. So I was just like, I'll do anything at this point yeah. just to just to get myself out there. And and I ended up teaching boot camps with this company called Fit Chicks in the park. And then um, someone reached out to me to work at a kickboxing studio. And when I was younger, I did Muay Thai with my brother. We used to box. The gym that we ended up 
they ended up opening became extremely successful and it was sold out. All the classes were sold out. We started to kind of get a buzz downtown about it. So like all like the influencers would come and like people from eTalk. So that really helped me, you know, get a foot in the fitness industry. That's amazing. So you're one of the founding trainers at Barry's Canada. Yes. Barry's. Barry's is an international brand. It was right. uh, founded in LA. It's basically a treadmill and weight class. And it's like, it's kind of like the soul cycle of strength training and running because it's loud music and it's it, all these red lights. It's basically like going to a nightclub, but you're working yeah. out. It's like in Texas and in Florida and Atlanta and all over LA, of course, all over New York and Chicago. We're closed right now anyway. So once we open, you'll have to come down. Absolutely. You make working out look really fun. What are ways that we can make working out more fun? Yeah, I think it's finding something that you just really love. There's so much out there. There are so many different styles of workouts. There's You can do bar, you can do just a booty workout. I think it's finding what you like that what really resonates with you, blasting your tunes and just making the best of it. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you are a celebrity trainer and you are working with Jessica Chastain, just to name one actress on a film set. So how was that experience? It was very cool. So I trained her in Toronto for about four months while she was filming uh, the It movie at two. And then she me and her connected so well we were like girls (laughs) and she her assistant called me and she was like so how would you feel about flying out and uh staying in in boston with jessica for her next movie i was like absolutely but let me see if i don't get fired from my work (laughs) i have so much respect for her she would be on set for like 18 hours then she would come and train with me and then after that she would have her fight trainer come because she had to learn like choreography for the fight scenes and at that time she also had a newborn so she's just yeah yeah I have so much respect for her she's an incredible person and she's so nice and she like just brought me into her her family you know when I was in Boston alone obviously she would bring me on hikes and we went apple picking and we went to the movies it was so nice That's absolutely amazing. That actually brings me to my next thought. What is your definition of mindfulness? To me, mindfulness is to try to be as present as you can in your life because I know life just, you know, rushes by and social media and emails and work and all this stuff. So taking time in your day to be just present and be aware. And that's just the basic, but to me, it's more of, not letting my thoughts consume me or not reacting. So if someone at work says something that, you know, triggered something in me, being aware and mindful of that and not being caught up in it and just letting it go. Yep. That's how I like to use mindfulness to, I think, live a happier, more calm life. So do you think it was the yoga that introduced you to the mindfulness aspect of your holistic approach? Definitely, definitely. Because when I did my yoga training, really, I was at a point of my life where I had so much anxiety and the yoga is the thing that really saved me. So I definitely think that yoga is the big part of my life that brought the mindfulness in. I also love yoga, but I'm finding my mind running and running and running these days. And it's difficult for me to like quiet that down. And I know in 
you know, factually it, it will help me, but I just can't get there. Have you ever considered doing other mindfulness practices like journaling or like coloring? I think we put a pressure on ourselves to have this perfect meditation practice or this perfect yoga practice and it's okay that your mind is wandering a lot. What what ha- has helped me is I do an app called Insight Timer. Have you ever heard of it? No. So they have the most incredible courses. So I do a course once a month. I commit to it and it's like it could be a 10, 15 day course. And I actually pencil it in into my Google calendar. So I'll be okay. like, yep. okay, so I have my workout and then um, then I'll do my, my mindfulness meditation and I'll like, I'll even put the day of the challenge. Wow. Okay. So I keep myself really accountable to do that. And some days my meditations, I struggle, you know, sometimes the thoughts are racing, but you know, it's never perfect. One more thing, just even if you take like five really, really deep diaphragmatic breaths, just really taking like a four in- inhale count holding at the top for two and then exhaling for like five. Even if you do five of those, there's so much benefits to your stress and your anxiety and anything in your mind that's going on. Okay, amazing. Thank you. I thought I would just ask because this is where I'm at right now and I'm sure other people are probably feeling this too. So you're the co-founder of the Nourish and Shine Collective. Yes. So it's, it is a health coaching lifestyle kind of transformational program. And uh, what we do is we take people who want to feel healthier, they want to lose weight, they, you know, they want to have more energy, they just want to take control of their lifestyle and their health. It's a two month program and we focus on sustainable nutrition and exercise. But plus, we also do mindset work. So we look at, at reasons of why you might have emotional eating issues or um, like binge eating, stuff like that. I bring in mindfulness and mindful eating. And then we look at more into like the science of nutrition and why you eat healthy. Like, you know, it's, it's so much more than just vanity and how you look, you know, it's about your life longevity. It's about your gut health. It's about your energy. It's about your sleep, right? So there, it's it's a whole encompassing circle of all the different aspects and ways of how to live a healthy life, which is not just working out. Um, nutrition that is not complicated. It's simple and it's sustainable. Mindfulness, so living a mindful life and a balanced life. So I believe that it's okay to eat cake and have McDonald's once in a while. Yeah. It's okay to go out and have fun. Well, back in the day and go to a party and just live your life, right? So creating that balance between taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, taking care of your health, taking care of your mind, but also fueling your life with the things you love and the things that inspire you and make you happy. I really love that. So Karina, I read a little bit about your childhood. I wanted to ask you about when you were younger, did your relationship with your mom and early eating habits influence your career? A thousand percent, I think. Yeah. Um, My mom is really health conscious. She, she doesn't, she never let us have pop in the house and any kind of junk food. I mean, once I think in a while. I read McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but I rebelled because when I was a teenager, I was like, okay, where can I get $5? 
I need my cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> my parents never gave me an allowance. They were like, I had to get a job when I was 12 years old. So I, I started working at, at 12 years old selling chocolates. So I would literally save all my money to buy food. And I still do that. I still spend all my money on food. <laughs> so she she still eats extremely healthy. She, she just never eats bread. Like she's never eaten bread in her life, I think. It's crazy. Wow, good for her. She was um, always exercising and I was I would always watch her as a as a child. Um, she was always into very like interesting holistic health um like little methods and she would she's very against western medicine she would always try to find the the natural cures Mm -hmm. um and i definitely think that i inherited that like for me i could sit and for hours and hours and research on random things on how to live healthier and any kind of health hacks part of your focus is helping busy people incorporate nutrition and fitness into their hectic lives with so many people in lockdown, has your approach changed? And can you name a couple issues that people, like everyday people are working through now? So lack of schedule, lack of motivation. A lot of us are at home. Um, but what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I actually ran a program this summer because there was a few ladies that came to me and they were saying, you know, since COVID, I I lost all my motivation. I mm-hmm. I just, I lost my routine and desire to work out and eat healthy. And I just feel like it's spiraled out of control and I just can't get back on track and I need your help. If you find that you're struggling to stay healthy, just you're not alone and feel free to reach out to anyone for support or, you know, talk to Talk to like your friend, your partner, and maybe find a way to motivate each other and keep each other accountable. Right. You talk about having, I think it's, you you call it the accountability buddy. Yes, exactly. What I did with my clients is I was their accountability buddy for a month and we did a weekly um, a call to talk about like their progress for the week. And I would ask about their workouts and their, their meals and how they ate. So it really helped them to stay on track and feel motivated but obviously you can you know do it with your bestie do it with your mom for example right so you guys you guys look at the week ahead of you and you say okay what are we going to do for our workouts this week let's book them in together let's take a zoom class together let's do a youtube workout together let's look at some ways we can meal prep some healthy meals like at the same time as well right even if you don't live with the person you can do it on zoom or you can do it over the phone I think having that per- like that person to motivate you really helps. Yes, absolutely. I think so too. It's sometimes difficult when the person you know closest to you is like, "Let's just order the pizza." You know, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. "No, let's not for the fifth time this week." So when we're home twenty four seven, you know, we take a lot more trips to the fridge. Yes, and we are baking the bread. What is your advice in that moment to like combat that? I think that number one, don't feel guilty. If you have gained any weight during this pandemic, don't feel bad. It is a stressful time. There are so many amazing things on the market right now that are healthy and taste delicious. So if you want a pizza, there's a company called Holy Veggie that I love. They make this incredible cauliflower crust margarita pizza and, you know, do that as an option. They do like cauliflower wings 
Wow. There's other brands that do other stuff. They like you can get like healthy tacos. There's there's so many options, and I think the best way to navigate that is not to have the unhealthy things at home and swapping them with the healthier options. Yeah, we can only do so much, and we need to be good to ourselves. So you advocate for simple and wholesome nutrition. So why is simplicity so important to this equation? I think because. You know, we live busy lives and there's no need to make it hard for yourself at all. There's so many great recipes that, you know, have 10 ingredients and that taste delicious and they are so good for you. So I've tried some of your recipes. I mentioned I love the, I think it's called the creamy cilantro lime dressing. Mm. It's so simple. It's so simple and it's, it's so good. It's the like one of the best things I've ever had. And the best thing about it is it can really go on anything. I think I had it with shrimp. Yummy. It's like sometimes it can seem overwhelming to even put something in a blender, but the result was just so amazing. And then you can just put it in the fridge and get it out when you need it. Yeah, exactly. There's like a nice, you can do like a nice tahini. There's, it's so simple. There's like a maple tahini that I love that takes me five minutes and we would literally put it on everything. (laughs) So good. So what are your thoughts on fasting for all the fasters out there? Great question. So I have been fasting for about five years now, five, six years. Um, I really love it. I, uh, I had to start fasting because I had shoulder surgery and I had to lower my caloric intake per day because I couldn't work out for like two months. So I started fasting and I was not working out and I started to lose weight and feel so light and energetic. So I I haven't looked back. Have you ever tried fasting? Not intentionally, no, but my mom fasts and she loves it. I mean, to tell you, like I didn't eat anything until 12 p.m. today. Mm. I find I'll be hungry in the morning if I like eat late, but I'm generally not a breakfast eater. It's actually, fasting is actually more beneficial for men than women. So when men fast, it helps to raise their human growth hormone. So when we age, our HDH starts to lower and that's how like men don't keep their muscles on. They, you know, lose hair, stuff like that. Trying to shift this to the meal planning because you create really nice meal plans for people and you have the reset program, which I attempted. What are some things you should keep in mind when approaching the meal plans? I think you have to keep in mind that basically, I don't know if you've ever heard of this term, but it's called calorie deficit. The reason why people have a hard time losing weight is because they are not in a calorie deficit. So they consume more calories in a day that they burn. A good way to find that is figure out how many calories a day you burn. And then you do, I do this with my clients, like you calculate your um, macro calorie intake for the day. So for example, for me, because I move a lot for me, it's 2,200 calories a day. So I always stay under the 2,200 calories a day. Okay. That's for my goal of maintenance. If somebody were to want to lose weight, it would have to depend on their age. They would have to depend on their uh, height and their weight. Usually it would be around 1700 calories and such. And you always want to look at your plate when you're eating. So you want to have your breakfast, your snack, your mid-afternoon snack, your lunch, your snack, and your dinner. I think people have a hard time losing weight. It's because they're over snacking. Okay. Especially in COVID because we're at home and the pantry and, and the fridge is so close. So just being aware of your snacking habits. And then when you are eating your lunches and your dinners, making sure that you have your protein, your good carb, and your greens, your veggies. 
and maybe some good fats like an avocado or olive oil, some nuts. Well, that's actually a good thought. So I love avocado. And is there such a thing as overdoing good fats? Definitely. So like it, take your hand out, turn the palm towards you. So the size of your palm is one serving of protein. Okay. Okay. So usually for dinner, you should have two servings of protein. So two palms. Okay. Oh, okay, great. So you can have yes. two palms of protein. Okay. Yes. And then close your, your hand, make it a fist. That is your serving of carbs. So let's say if you're eating brown rice or quinoa, that is your serving of your carb. Both fists. Just one. Oh, one. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's you, it depend, depends on your goals, but usually you would have one serving of carbs. Okay. Okay. And for your vegetables, you can do as many as you want. If you're having the non-starchy vegetables, especially like the kale, the, the spinach, the, the asparagus, the Brussels sprouts, you can load as much as you want. And then give me a thumbs up and look at your thumb. Okay. So the size of your thumb is one serving of good fats. So oh. usually you should have about two servings of good fats per meal. So if you're going to have an avocado, just be mindful that you're not eating the entire thing. Oh, okay. That's amazing. I'm going to use that. Yeah, it's really simple. Okay. So Karina, when starting a new habit, sometimes the first two to three days can be really challenging. For example, in your reset program, you suggest cutting out coffee, which is really challenging for some people. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? And how can we help ourselves when we have that feeling? Because it's a habit. It's it's ingrained in your in your psyche in your brain so find substitutions but i also say on the reset like if you really need that one coffee a day then have it just don't have three or four or five because i think that's where it gets to kind of like an addiction to coffee and having that much coffee a day is not good for your adrenals which is which will cause you to feel uh, burnt out and tired instead of doing the opposite that you think it's doing with you think you're getting energy from the coffee but really you're getting the opposite being mindful, it takes it takes time to build habits, but I always say that habits are more important than motivation because motivation is not always there. You have a week where you feel so motivated to work out and eat clean, and then you have a week where you really don't feel like working out, right? So motivation is fleeting, but if you have healthy habits that you stick to, they will take over. It's nice to know that you too feel that ugh, when forming new habits or when having yeah. to get something up. How do you create balance in your life personally? I just, I, I set boundaries for myself and work. So on Sundays, I try my best to completely not do any work at all, not schedule any, um, any, any calls or any meetings and, you know, having a day where you're very present with your loved ones and doing things that are not work related. Like last week, Chris and I, uh, <laughs> we made apple cider vinegar um, hot toddies and we put them in swell bottles <laughs> and then we went tobogganing. Oh, <laughs> and so that was fun. so much fun yeah so this weekend we're gonna go skating I just ordered a pair of skates so we're gonna go skating so yeah just doing something that is not work related just stepping outside of your life and living so good I love following your Instagram and for everyone listening if you are not following Karina you have to immediately 
because it's so positive and like a bright light. It's just, it's very uplifting. But actually, that must bring pressure. And <laughs> I saw on your Instagram, there were some negative comments that you were sharing, which is outrageous. Yeah. It's such a thing for me because I'm actually very, I'm a very private person. I don't yeah. really post a lot of my personal life. My my mission on the platform is to just motivate people to live healthier and happier through nutrition, exercise, and mindfulness and self-development work. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't had anything that's too bad. You know, I, I I just don't take it personally. I just have a good laugh and I just say, you know what? I've never trolled a person in my life and if you are the kind of person that has to go and say mean things about someone else, you need a lot of love. Like there's something about you that is really sad. So I'm just sending that person love because they need it. That's so nice. That's amazing. You're also the co-founder of Fit Escapes. Mm. And of course, I mean, with Millie too, you know, we're not running trips. We're not curating trips. It's so sad. So how have you handled the setbacks and has mindfulness helped. I definitely miss it traveling and and I'm sure you you are the same traveling is just like one of my favorite things in my life. It's something I want to do forever. Um and you know there there are days where I, I I go through photos and I reminisce about the good times, but I'm just I'm I'm just staying hopeful. I'm just staying hopeful and I know that when, once things go back to normal, I think that we're going to run like three, four, five retreats that year just to get back into into things, you know? How, how about you? A- absolutely the same. We're hopeful. You know, we are also aware of the government restrictions because of some of the locations that we like to go to. So, you know, an, an interesting thought is if we're vaccinated as travelers, the hope to continue to travel and the desire to travel is there, but the ability to might might be restricted. So if we are vaccinated, it might not mean that the third world or developing or you know distant countries we travel to are. Right. And yeah, and so the government policies might restrict travelers to avoid a health crisis because as as vaccinated civilians, we can actually still be carriers or they're unsure. So you can potentially still carry the virus and maybe spread it. And if the destination where you're going to isn't vaccinated, then that would be, you know, bad. And um, it depends on the priorities of the country. So it's kind of sad, but we're looking to maybe do some domestic travel. Yes, yes. We're looking at doing a a local retreat. Um, Yeah, you know. Well, one day we'll have to do a million Fit Escapes collab. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have talked about the decision you made to stop trying to be accepted and fit in and instead create your own definition of okay. So what Mm. do you mean by that? And what led you to this? What I meant by that is that I've just come to terms of, you know, this is who I am. And if I'm not super like all the other influencers out there, it doesn't mean that I can't connect with other people. And I think it's it's grown to show that because I have like, you know, gained such a great following online just from being myself. And I think that some people do show up on the platform and they're, they kind of put on a personality that's not them. And I think that just, just being myself has, you know, paved the path for me and it is how it is. Yeah. 
that just says a lot about who you are and what you advocate for. I think that comes with just, I had a life where my parents are immigrants and I moved to Toronto when I was seven years old from Russia. My parents literally had nothing, like no money. We were like borderline going to sleep in our car one night and um, we went through a lot. I had to take care of my sister. We have like nine years of difference. So I was like her mommy because my parents had to go to work to pay the bills or, you know, we would be on the streets. So I think that I created a lot of mental resilience for myself. Wow. But then my mom is a natural entrepreneur, so she kind of took her a few years, but she she got us through that and gave us a really good life. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that we moved here. How do you connect to that experience still to this day? I think a lot of a lot of people look up to me. They um they're like, "How where do you get your drive and your like your dedication?" Like even even my fiance Chris, he's like, "You work so much." And I was like, "I love it. I can't. I just love it." Um, I think that because of because of the hardship that we had to go through, I think that it just made me really tough. And when when life gets tough for me, I just know how to push through. I um I just I just I get I feel strong and looking back the the times were really hard, but I'm forever grateful because they made me who I am today for sure like I'm such an empath and I just feel people I cry all the time it's really weird (laughs) like happy like happiness you know like I I watch things I'm like oh my god this is so sweet um not like sad tears but not even sad tears sometimes but I just powerful tears feel people so much I think I'm in this this career path because my goal is to help people just live the happiest and healthiest versions of themselves with this captivated audience listening, is there anything you want to say, you know, to anyone who might be at a transition in their life or might be doubting a decision or might be excited about a new chapter? I would say um, if you really if you're really passionate about something, if you really believe in something, then you should go for it and just trust that the universe (laughs) will always have your back and if you do good things and you are good to people and you you shine in the world i think that like all good things will come to you and sometimes it gets tough and sometimes you don't it's hard and in the the motivation is not there like i was just mentioning but just stay with it and always connect back to your why why you're doing something why are you making this transition? Why are you switching careers? Why are you losing weight, right? It's always like the why is always the important factor of succeeding at anything you're doing. This is like music to my heart. <laughs> Just this opportunity to, one, talk about your story, but two, learn these tools. So thank you so much. This really just put me in the best mood. Oh, so. good. I'm so happy. So thank you again for having me. Thank you for joining me for this energizing and fun chat with Karina. To learn more about Karina and to join one of her programs, please visit KarinaV.com. Please join me back here next week when I sit down with Maria 
Urguel, author, lecturer, educator, and founder of nonprofit Vegra Vegan, one of the largest digital platforms in Sweden that works to prevent burnout and stress. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please hit subscribe, share with your friends, and visit us at millie.ca.